0: It's fun and it's like a little joke, but don't read into it. Right? Absolutely not. Just let people enjoy things, dude. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what. That's that funny because that's what Ryan though. always says. <laughs> let people enjoy <laughs> things. No. no. <laughs> and welcome back to Unstable Discourse. God damn. Hey, yes, baby. Uh, Four time. Unstable disc fourth. Uh huh. Yes. The fourth season. A fourth it is. Yeah. And I've already made the decision.
0: May the fourth be with us. May the fourth be with us. We
1: are not going to talk about what episode number it is on every episode.
2: No. It's in the description. They clicked on it. No need. They know what it is. If you're here, good. We're happy to have you here. You don't need to know what number it is. Thanks for clicking. This is the first one. You're making us all rich (laughs) by listening.
3: This is the first.
1: But wait, I thought we were
3: going to do a whole, you know, F9, B9. (gasps) Wouldn't that be relevant? Dang it. You're right. We are we are doing more episodes this season. True. Huge spoiler alert to everybody uh-huh. listening. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Why we decided to do that, who knows? Right.
0: I believe it was your suggestion. Well,
3: because we, it was a missed op, obviously, Obvious. that we did not have a front nine part of the season and a back nine part of the season.
2: 18 holes. What were we thinking? Come on. Welcome to the front nine.
3: Figure it out.
1: Welcome into the front nine. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we're back at the cab, Callahan Acres Basement. I've missed it. Mm-hmm. It's so good to be here with you guys. There's been upgrades since
2: the last time we were here. You guys mm-hmm. surely Slicking. have upgraded. Slicker than snot down here. Try is that an expression? It is now. I've heard it. Mar- Mark t- it in the books. We'll take it. Slicker than
1: snot. It's me, Alex Seminary <laughs> of Disc Golf Chicago. <laughs> and we're here with Ryan Fancher of Unstable Disc Golf Gear.
0: Yes, sir. Sean
1: Callahan Hi. of Delwood Disc Golf. Your boy. Sheila Callahan, Queen of the Canyons, and the do of this show. Hi. Jason Callahan of Bag of Tricks. Slicker than snot. Can't get enough of that. Nope. And we've got a special guest in the room with us. It's my little baby bro. Maxwell Seminary of the Seminary lineage
0: made it sound like he was six years old. Yeah, (laughs) he is. He's an adult. Full
3: blown. All right, he can get (laughs) off
0: your lap now, little baby boy. <clears throat> All right, go play on the swings. We <laughs> got we got work to go do. Play on the swings, bud. Big brother's uh, got
2: some work to do. Be home before the lights come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember.
1: Did you guys have what was your when you had to be home rule when
2: you were a kid? We weren't allowed to. Leave yeah, the we house. weren't allowed to leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have. I was. We out would with, be in yeah. bed listening to our friends play in the street. Wasn't Ooh. that awful? Yeah, we for used real. To, that
1: yeah. I remember being maybe seven or eight and having like a seven p.m. bedtime. Yikes. Sun was still out in Definitely. the summer. Definitely. And I would. We lived in an apartment complex, so I could hear all the kids in the neighborhood. Like first floor apartment, seeing the kids through the sh- the shades in my window, yep. playing at the playground yep. right next to my house, and just being like, "Why is it like and, this?" Yeah. One and day here I you understand. are in bed. Yeah, yeah. hopefully
2: yeah Please. no one
1: day it'll all make
2: sense
0: i, I got, lived out in the boonies there were no other did. kids we we didn't know any better i just played with my brother until we either got hurt or it was dark yeah
2: and that was it wasn't it was a solid so rule When the street lights come on or anything no, there, there were no were street, no, street lights there them. were no street yeah. lights Not no, no yeah.
3: they have lights back then uh, lanterns yeah yeah yeah. So yeah it took a while till yeah. the
2: lanterns come on my my neighbor would walk around with a candle on a stick and be like all right kids go to bed my neighbor nikola tesla
0: (laughs) figured it out he showed me some prototypes before they actually came out fanny boy it's time to come in come hither (laughs)
1: time for supper uh that was fun so uh you you guys have already revealed we have a change made to the season format wise just in the number of episodes the front nine back nine obviously we should have been doing that but the rest of the show not going to change too much Mm-hmm. See if you notice anything different.
2: Yeah, there might be a few surprises along the path. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. That's Otherwise, it's going to be pretty normies to use Brian's yeah.
1: word. Well, they keep yeah. telling us that they like that it. That wasn't so, my word. Right. So
3: why why are we going to change anything? I mean, Nick True. Kaminsky and everybody's you know freaking out. Yeah, yeah. Nick, we're going to
0: relax. Yeah, it's here. We're here for you, man. Listen Come in, up. Ski. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how I tried to Good blame
1: luck. normies on you? Uh, yeah. I, know yeah. You hate- I said fingies mm. one time, and you yeah, saw <laughs> yeah. your skin crawl. You hated it. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> fingies?
0: No. Fingies. <laughs> you can guarantee the end of our friendship if you use the word cukes. It's <laughs> cukes. over. Cukes? cukes. <laughs> so so yeah. Cucumber? Yeah. See you later. Cukes. Yeah, cukes. Yep. cukes? Oh, don't yeah. let the door so, yeah, hit yeah, you
3: on the way though. out. Cukes. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Nope.
1: Is yeah. cuke better than cumber?
3: Yeah, don't say cumber. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That feels like on brand for you. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Also, that makes me think, do you remember the Seven Mary Three song, Cumbersome, from the 90s? I have
3: become a
1: So one of the things we agreed was that we were going to not take as long on on certain seconds. Way to go. Yeah. Off to a great start. Great Uh, (laughs) start. Before we get to the classic start of the show which is fired up um i am curious to hear just because it's the start of the new season does anybody have a goal personally for the season for the season
0: pertaining to the podcast yeah
2: oh boy real on the spot situation uh Mm -hmm. i would like maybe not as regular as we forced it into the first season but i'm gonna i'm thinking about bringing some trivia back Yes. Yeah, yeah. Worked um, on a couple of things. We'll pepper good. it in here and there. Good. Support that. Maybe yeah. we'll, uh, maybe we'll hit it on that back nine. Oh, I am, see, I am the joke loving how roll. this works. Gonna see? hit it, hit yeah. It, hit it from the
1: back. Hit said. it from the back. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my goal was to talk over people less, specifically Sean. Yeah. I feel like every when I listen back, I'm like I talked over Sean again. I don't know why. I'm always trying to add something, but like let let the man finish his damn sentence.
2: For those of you that have an unstable discourse drinking game, unfortunately, you're going to lose that segment yeah. of when you can take a shot, but... Mm-hmm. We'll see if we can get some more in there for but, you. You're saying drink every time I talk over somebody? That's what they've been doing for three seasons. Yeah, so, he's still damn. got plenty yeah. of awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty there
1: to get you drunk. Yeah. yeah, I shouldn't start a new goal without having accomplished the old goal. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. We'll see what, we can have. We'll see what, what happens.
3: happens. I've been on a pretty steady path of being prepared, like taking the time hours before we record to like make sure my ducks are in a row and I'm going to stay on that path. Mm-hmm. And so it's my continued goal of being prepared, being Love an adult. It. Adulting.
1: Mm-hmm. Love it, uh, Jason. Would you mind handing me that bag of peanut butter M&Ms? Anyway? You got it, pal. Coming at you. Oh my! Oh, God. Right in the sauce that, that he, would go right through an open sauce. bag of M&Ms. Wow! Did uh,
2: well, I didn't think they would spray everywhere. I thought maybe one or two would come. And out. And it landed. I in wasn't the aiming for the sauce. sauce. Yeah. Yeah, I was wow. aiming for the plate. Right, Put a little English feet. on it. Wait Come on, up. Let's start the with the sauce.
1: Is still good. Surprise segment of Magic Mouth. We're gonna try. <laughs> oh, we're gonna try what this m M&M, m peanut butter M&M tastes like covered in what kind of sauce is this? It's like a dill sour, sour cream. cream something. Chives. All right, here we go.
0: <laughs> <All>
1: right, <laughs> I tried to crunch into the mic. Uh, yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it worked. That's good. I'm across the table and I heard it. No, it's not good. Somebody send a letter to the M and M's people and let
3: them yeah, know. They need something a, just uh, happened. Sour cream, sour cream and, and chives, M and chive, M, M&M. peanut butter, chocolate, sour cream, chive.
2: Just don't put any animated characters on the package or whatever they're dealing with. Oh, right that's now. a whole I don't controversy. Know. I don't even know what's going on. The woke M and M's. Yeah, thing? yeah, that's yeah. Okay. They're uh, Maya Rudolph. I think is now the spokesperson for m M&M m because there's some hubbub about the genders associated with the cartoon candies and mm-hmm. they're just trying to not uh, go there at all so
1: too they're not far even gonna, yeah. yeah all right let's seriously get going yeah it's time for Fired Up. Come
3: on! Fired
2: Up!
3: Ooh-hoo.
2: Bleed that out.
1: Wow. Ooh, what
3: will be your new bleep?
2: Uh, do you have it yet?
1: No.
0: Nope. We haven't
2: discussed it You Do not have one yet? No. Nope. It'll come, you yeah. If you've never listened to the show,
1: just so you know, every season there has been a different sound effect that Ryan chose to edit out the F word, not because we're, not for any reason other than it's funnier than the it's actual F word. Mm-hmm. Season one, you used the clown horn, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Season two was many different variations of... Dwight Schrute saying Michael, Michael. Michael mm-hmm. from The yeah, Office. Very good. Yep. 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 Season three was all Newman's Newman. uh-huh. from uh-huh. Seinfeld. That's right. So you have, yeah. until you start editing, to figure out what the new name Maybe
3: it should be-, should be Anyang. 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 <laughs> from- <laughs> Anyang. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: uh, I was going to say either that or the baby dinosaur from Dinosaurs saying not the mama. Deep wow. cut. Yeah. That just popped into my... Yeah. Wow. That just popped into If in I know here. Ryan, he'll disregard brain. all of these and then <laughs> come up with stroke, something but
0: totally uh, unique. Yeah. Since you said it, that's not what okay, it's going to be. Yeah. But good idea. Should have kept quiet. I can't wait good to idea. hear what you do.
1: Uh, all right. Does anybody have something they
2: are especially en fuego about?
0: Jason, is there like the greatest show of all time that you want <laughs> there, to?
2: I mean, if you want to get into it, sure. There is a new greatest show of all time. That I'm watching, please. I believe there are, as of this record, there are four episodes to watch. As of this record, yeah, and the the fact that we're recording a podcast right now, Mm. as of this record, okay. Uh, Okay. But when it ding launches, ding. tell You, where you can put that ding uh, uh, put it in the so back nine? As of, you, can, you can put it in the back nine, uh, as of its release, there will be five episodes of the new greatest show called The Last of Us. And if mm-hmm. you have HBO Max or you have a PlayStation, uh, you know what that is all about, and mm-hmm. it is fantastic. We're on the same page. This okay. is one where I'm not rolling my
1: eyes when you say it's the greatest show of all time. Oh, that's good. It's it's in you the conversation finally so far, got came to your see, senses. We need to see how it ends, but so far, I I mean, over the years, how many different kinds of zombie apocalypse stories mm-hmm. have you seen? Mm-hmm. This is the first one where I was like, this is not like a could it happen? This is like when is this going to happen? It, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, we're we're on that timeline somewhere, right? Yeah. It makes yeah. too much sense. Yeah, I love So the setup of the climate change being what caused the fungus to morph, mm-hmm. I I believe is something they've created for the show. I've played both the games and oh. I don't remember that backstory being part of it. That's if it was, I thought it was real. Just, maybe it was just a throwaway line or something, but they created it for hmm. the show, and it's uh, hmm. just just brilliant. The fact that it's so based in reality that wait, it is it a like real fact? There. Everything about what they are saying is possible.
0: Wait, you didn't know it's a reality TV show?
2: Yeah, this is happening on the the West Coast right now. That's what it looks like over there. California. Yeah. Um, Everything they're talking about is possible. It just hasn't happened, Hmm. I guess you could say.
3: Because that happens in nature with ants. That's a thing. Definitely. Okay. With all,
0: Definitely. Sorts yes. Yes. Uh-huh. all sorts of insects. Yeah. All sorts of them. That
2: is yeah. the thing that funguses
1: uh, fungi can take over a host and um
0: happens with like caterpillars, yeah, and microorganisms
1: yeah. and stuff. Well, and the like, reason it hasn't ever yeah. affected humans is because at a certain
2: temperature the fungus dies and That's the reality of the show. Yes. But is is that it? Does anybody know if that is real? If that is real, I don't know. Since the show has come out, there have been
0: some anecdotal studies that I've seen on Facebook and articles written Uh that it's possible, but it. It doesn't happen in more complex organisms for whatever reason. Mm, uh, like yeah, sure, they can't attach themselves and start and mind control and all that shit. Like yeah. They- it's it's not a thing yet, but it's remotely possible. I as guess. we
3: are getting less and less complex as a human race. Yeah. yeah Certainly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the dumbing down.
3: Go away, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Costco. I love you.
1: You got hepatitis. Oh, is someone not feeling well?
3: Your illness is very important to us. Yeah, we yeah.
2: are. Is that idiocracy?
1: Oh,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, TikTok is uh, slowly putting us on the path to make sure fungus take over our brain, mm-hmm. I feel. It's social media in general. All yeah. of them. All, But you know, I, I
1: always like to say I'm not on TikTok, but I am because I get all the best of TikToks on my Facebook and Instagram sure. and Reddit. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. It's all designed to keep your attention as long as possible. And it's so weird that there's science to show how to keep people focus on something. like that the gap between what we have right now and mind control is like oh yes. it is not oh, a hair far away. Yeah. yeah speaking of which i've been terrified about chat gpt and ai lately Oh, because it's, it's like one Super of the scariest weird. things out there right now. Liz told me she thinks I'm having a crisis about it because I bring it up all the time. And I'm like, you're being ridiculous. But the
2: more I've thought about it, I'm like, am I having
1: a, an AI crisis? Yeah,
2: yeah. When I was a teenager, the possibility of that would have excited me to an extent that I, I cannot even begin to fathom. But now that it's real, mm-hmm. scariest thing imaginable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Scares the hell out of me. Okay. So the scariest environment imaginable things that's all you gotta say scariest environment imaginable
1: jobs are disappearing yeah there was
3: a video that was going around that i watched this morning that was a guy talking about ai forming a lesson plan based on elephants and he said just do that and it was like every aspect of what a teacher would need to make a lesson plan for kids for elephants Mm-hmm. which I don't, maybe maybe that's a good thing. Maybe there are some upsides to it and we just don't realize it yet, but it was bizarre because, I mean, even and that dude, I think may have been a teacher. I'm not giving good details here, but it was still very creepy.
2: Yeah, that's like tip of the iceberg stuff.
3: Yeah. Like, oh,
1: right. I, I shouldn't have got us started on it.
2: Because, no, no, I, yeah. it's relevant and it's a great topic. I If the words I'm speaking into this microphone still exist in February of 2032, 10 years from now, mm-hmm. 33, I promise you, I know for a fact that by the time in the next 10 years, Netflix or some facsimile thereof will be in a entertainment on demand service where all you have to do is punch in to the the system what you want give it a second to process that information it and it will make a movie with oh, yeah. with right. the actors that you ac- that right. you've asked for the genre that you asked for the world that you asked for it will all we are mm-hmm. within 10 years of that right. and that is just insane to me right. It's just absolutely insane to me. yeah i have two points on that and i know we're not
1: supposed to go too long here but this is fascinating on valentine's day disc golf chicago is going to drop a social media post that is a love song about disc golf that I asked ChatGPT to write. I just oh, went on there and I was shit. like write a write a love song about disc golf and then I gave it a couple other prompts and it wrote a song that sounds like a freaking rock and roll classic. Mm-hmm. And then I went onto a different app and I I that makes images and I was like create a picture of two disc golfers in love. So I've got a full song and two disc golfers walking through the woods holding hands and it did this in like both different things were created in about 2 seconds. Now the implications of that technology are, are crazy. You, we can't even wrap our heads around what that's going to look like five, 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. But the thing that we should all be scared about as podcasters is there's another thing that I just saw recently where you can get a celebrity's voice to say anything you want, and it'll sound exactly like mm-hmm. the celebrity. And it, it works, especially on you know people who have their voices recorded a lot. So there's a lot of data to pull from. So there's lots of people who are getting pranked and scammed by like, celebrities quote-unquote calling people and telling them to do things and they're wow. the, the big fear right now is that like senior citizens are, are already prone to like you know phone scams right so if your grandson calls you and says i need x y and z and it's actually his voice it's their voice you yeah. can it's scary as hell. and since we have all these hours of our voices being used we are more at risk than the general population sure so wow all right That's, well
3: we'll that, see you guys yeah right all right yeah Dang, what if this is
1: yeah. AI? Inception.
3: Hmm. Do you think that there's some people that aren't really, that are actually robots living among us? No. That we can't tell?
0: No, we don't have the technology. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and the other thing I'm fired up about is uh, Rob Harvilla announced that he's going to do 30 more episodes of 60 songs yes. that the 90s. Yes. And that was the greatest day that I've had in a year. Who just
0: that? mentioned that they thought it sounded like he was wrapping things up?
2: Uh, well, was it he was. Or? Okay. It, he was only two episodes away from being done and then made the announcement that it was going to be. So it. Okay. probably it was probably Donnie.
0: I think so. He's yeah. big into yeah. the yeah. podcast About it as much. But he, as he said Ryan. he could hear it in his voice. Like he was starting to like, oh, okay, yeah. let's be done with this. Yeah. And
2: then. They announced 30 more. Well, there you that, go. That is the second best podcast out there. Y'all know what the first best is.
1: I thought Brian Earhart's podcast was the second best.
2: Nope. Tied. That's the Tied. second best disc golf podcast.
0: There you go. There we go.
3: Anybody else fired up about anything specific? Rye, Nah. You got something banging around? No, I'm good. I'm just stoked that I said earlier, you know, we're a good amount of time through what we often call the off season. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. It is February, what? 10th today? 9th. 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 Yeah. That's fun. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like being every day, one day closer to March because then it's like we're really through it
0: and Mm -hmm. that feels good. Right now we are in the Spring of Deception right yes because that's what i was gonna 45 say 45 degrees out and yeah. although it was raining today it was warm enough that i was like "Ooh, mm-hmm. we're gonna get dumped on in another month and then we're boned but
1: that sound you just made is what that Shaq, the shaquille o'neal gif where he's like doing the wiggle <laughs> that is the sound of <laughs> it. yeah right. uh-huh. i wish when march was like spring again that's like when i was a kid that was but we're gonna yeah. have snow in april that, that yeah, happens. Sure. it's happened every year for the last couple of years. It's yeah. short-lived, so, but just comes around. Just It's super
3: cold. I feel like yeah. we're getting we're getting through it. Trying mm-hmm. to stay
1: positive. Finger, here, fingers guys, crossed. Come on. Finger. Speaking yeah. of which, what did JJ say? Did you guys Groundhog's Day?
0: Six more weeks, right? Okay. <clears throat> Here's my gripe with come on seeing your shadow. <laughs> he got yeah. beef.
2: Ryan's gripe.
0: Everyone <laughs> thinks that <laughs> if they see right, the yeah. shadow, it's one thing, and if they don't see their shadow, it's another thing. Yeah. But the adage is if he sees his shadow, we have 6 more weeks of winter. Correct. But if he doesn't see his shadow, there's only 6 weeks before spring. That's it's, the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> there is no difference. So everybody's like, "Oh man. He saw his shadow." Who Come on? cares? Right, right. I mean, it's fun and it's like a little joke, but don't read into it. Right. Absolutely not. Just let people enjoy things, dude. No.
3: <laughs> that's what that's funny because that that's what real ryan no. always says
0: let people enjoy things no, no. let people enjoy the no fun ever. of it instead of taking it seriously right like oh bummer i'm gonna base whether or not i think there's gonna be a longer winter on a Huzzah! marmot that pops yeah. its head out of the ground <laughs> and whether I or not gonna it plan was a sunny vacation well, yeah, yeah don't do that
1: Honest answer Did you see somebody specifically, like a post from somebody on Facebook that made you this mad about it recently? Several. Throw names. Yeah. People
0: taking it seriously? I'm not going to throw names, but there Mm -hmm. were several that are like, oh, bummer. And like NPR was like, really going to town on it well i know you guys are all super bummed about the longer winter oh shut the f- I know. up <laughs> not the mama
3: shut the not the mama up. yeah <laughs> we're not using it i'm though.
0: not using it it's so counterintuitive
2: though if he sees a shadow that means the sun is out and if yeah, the sun right. is out that means it's warm er er so why is it if he sees his shadow it's you know, going to be cold you know that's As not the stupidest- case stupidest
0: in the wintertime <laughs> when the sun is out and it is less cloudy, it, it tends to be colder because there's less insulation from the clouds. If there are less clouds, it tends to be windier and colder. Mm. There you go.
1: I guess. What Sorry. a what a gopher hole yeah, we just ended my up God. Yeah. yeah.
0: Last of us, right? Oh, Last, so good. Yeah. Last so of good.
1: us. Yeah. And how about that AI? All right. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably a wrap on fired up for now. Sure. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, the start of the season is, by the way, listeners, we didn't even, I, I forgot to tell you at the start <laughs> of this episode, the main topic of this episode is PDGA memberships, so stay tuned, we're going to get to that when we get to the meat and potatoes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm done with bangers and mash, by the way.
0: Oh, good. We All have right. to do something else. Yeah, we can't I do to, meat yeah. and potatoes oh, okay. or bangers and mash. I'm, I'm
1: good with that. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to retire it. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll sure. figure it out. We Let's get to the main retire. part of this episode. It's we'll be know by then. Yeah, yeah we'll, probably we'll figure yeah. it out.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh but with this being the start of the season, both the podcast and real life,
3: we've got a substantial calendar rundown to get into. That is correct. There was a lot to dive into even though I swore I would be fast. I will say it as fast as possible. Dad, I can fast any,
0: forward it. I mean, I can speed it up. Don't give me any oh, dirty please looks now. Do.
3: Oh, John! John like like a, yeah, Chipmunk bullshit. Oh, for the Callahan
2: Rundown.
0: All right, let's check it out, y'all. Callahan to Rundown, Spring 2023 edition, which is March, April, and May. In case you didn't know, what was all the hand motions? <laughs> he was gesturing to me like, "Please do what you're gonna Please do,", do and real. I was gesturing, "I'll handle. it. Yeah, Don't worry okay. about it. Got I got it. you." Got. Even yeah. all this party, to cut comes yeah. out. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: all right. First off, by the time you hear this episode, we will be five weeks into Hellwood, which means there are only three weeks left and one Glow Flex. The Friday night leagues go live on t- the Tuesday night before at 7 p.m. DiscGolfScene.com. Come on, Pete. And the Glow Flex is on Saturday, February 18th from 4 to 9 p.m. That's going to be fun. There's a lot of people that want to come out to that because they can't make the Friday night. So that's true. Saturday, yeah. 4 to 9, February 18th. Lights are going to be off. Lights will be off. Fog, fog machine machines drone. will be going. Mm-hmm. So uh mm-hmm. Get on that. golf scene.com. It is a pre-reg only. So you can't just show up. You got a pre-reg. Yep. Uh also DDG bag tags are back on Saturday morning. Sign up at 10. Tee off at eleven fifteen to play. Ten for a tag. We are back on that. I was thinking this morning of of maybe doing some different formats and finding ways that I could uh Switch it up from just singles play and maybe do like team play or like scramble play or something like that. And Ooh, still Captain and crew, something yes, cool. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. just this morning. So maybe I'm going to throw a wrench in everybody's spokes. Cool. Trinity Links bag tags are back on Sundays starting on March 5th. 15 for a tag and 10 to play. Doc's just got to be difficult and do the opposite of mine, mm-hmm. which I had to ask about this morning. Thanks, Doc. Uh, this is your opportunity to play Trinity Links and get warmed up for the season where we will inevitably have some events. So, course still being closed. Get over to Trinity Links bag tags on Sundays starting March 5th. Whew. You're doing great. Deep <laughs> breath, <laughs> Alvin. <clears throat> Go ahead. I'll- <laughs> um, new this year this is where i thought you could do a little voice change for me when i say
1: the greater joliet, joliet, joliet tour, joliet tour
3: season. season only now with what you're going to do that's going to be like the greater joliet tour season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just so leave it to new me, this me, year
3: the gjts is now the greater joliet tour season uh i even put in here ryan can you add some effects to that for me the Greater Joliet Tour Season. That's right. Ten events throughout the year that will culminate to the GJTS Finals in October. We decided to make all of our events part of the larger season, utilizing not only sanctioned and unsanctioned events, but also all different formats from singles and doubles to match play and putting skills with four
0: Z's. You'll pay for I the whole scene. but have... you'll only need the A. That's right. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Strap in for the Greater Joliet <laughs> Tour Season.
3: Uh, First stop on the tour season is the Dog Bowl, as we all know. That'll be going live by the time you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if it's not full, get your butt over to discgolfscene.com and get signed up. The event is on March 11th and 12th. New format this year with a two-day event. First round combined scores with your partner. Second round, best shot doubles. We are still doing a fundraiser for the Will County Humane Society, which we were just at today. It was super cool. Playing with all the pups. I love the kickoff to the season being the disc golf takeover over at Old Oak Golf Course. I mm-hmm. really do. That's a blast. Oh, it's a super having top. that whole space with the mm-hmm. bar and oh God, it's so good. I can't yep. wait.
0: the best part is we're inside and they, they are up, yes. Yeah. So
1: who cares? <laughs> <Okay>. Last <laughs> it year was matter. the coldest disc golf event I've ever it was done. Cold. Still had a blast.
3: Yes. Yeah. Fraction run cup five. We are in the cinco. Fifth Fifth year of some of these events. It is so good. This is the first sanctioned event of the Greater Joliet Tour season, and it's at Delhi on April first and second. The event registration goes live on Friday, March fourth at seven p.m. Discgolfscene.com. We will be playing a unique to this event layout as we did last year. Uh, I like switching that up and Ooh. having it be uh, unique. Okay. That specific event. So I'm looking forward to putting that layout together. Mm -hmm. GJTS TDTC, your favorite match play event is happening again this year. We're bringing it back to a single day event at Trinity links. GJTS points only for the winning team. The event goes live on March 24th and the event is on Sunday, April 23rd. Last year we did a two day event. We're going back to the one day as we did on the first year. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was much more uh, homey vibes. So we're getting back to that. It was going to be going to be a good time. Last but not least, the fourth stop on the Greater Juliet Tour season, Workforce Brewing Open 5 at Trinity Links. This event registration goes live on April 14th and the event is on May 13th and 14th. Make sure to mark your calendars, set your alarms and follow these events on discgolfscene.com. Not sure if you're aware, but when you are on discgolfscene.com and you have a profile, you can follow the event. You go to the event page and click follow. (laughs) And then you will get notifications for when these things go live. So please do that. Mm-hmm. It works real good. Yes. Was that fast enough? Oh,
0: it'll be so fast. Yeah.
3: Mm. All of this unofficially brought to you by
0: discgolfscene.com.
3: Come on, Come on Pete.
2: Pete.
1: Did you notice on the post for today I tagged Pete? Nice. Oh, I, don't, I nice, bet most no. people didn't realize it because his name on Facebook is Peter. Oh but, sure, um, it's like just hey Peter, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I hope he sees it.
0: He's getting sick of it, but
1: yeah,
3: I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I love that it's subtle. I love that it's fun.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this once in the past, maybe, but when I get those emails from Pete after an event asking for feedback, I cannot not sign off my email with "Come on, Pete" or yeah. "Pete, I love you." Always something <laughs> yeah, yeah. to like let him know. Hey, I'm I'm one of the guys that says that all the time. I don't know. If sure. He, I don't know if he knows me at all, but. Right. Right. So it might be very awkward when he gets those messages. I don't
3: know. Yeah. But. Or whoever gets them and it's like, what the fuck? Come on. These guys. Oh, I, I assumed.
1: I literally assumed it was just
3: only Maybe. Pete. Who knows? Could be. Maybe
1: just AI. You know, like, if anybody yeah. can make it happen, it's Pete. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Chat. Mm-hmm.
0: GTP. Pete.
3: Yeah. GTP. Come on. Chat <laughs> uh, <laughs> <whatever. G-P-T-T. laughs> GPT, come on, Chat GPT. GPT. <laughs> whatever. GPT, GPT, come on, Chat GPT. Whatever.
2: Teat is like a funny
1: it. word. Teat. Yeah. I I screwed up because I was supposed to send you disc golf Chicago's th- events. We don't have many nailed down yet, but did you did your count? Cal- did you go up to June? Okay, then oh, I'll yeah, say I'm saving mine yeah. for later. Then yeah. Uh, cool. That's a wrap on the Cal Halander rundown. Cool. <laughs> and that means it's time to hear from our sponsors. Right? When should we do it? Right now. The doctor here on 97.7 The Buzz, WBZZ Lockport. The first stop on the Greater Joliet Tour season is here. The Dog Bowl, March 11th and 12th at Old Oak Country Club in Homer Glen. Two rounds, one singles, one doubles on an amazing golf course with carts. Oh, damn. This is also J-Town's biggest fundraising event to benefit the Will County Humane Society. There will also be an adoption event Saturday from 10 to 4. Sign-ups go live February 11th at 7 p.m. on discgolfscene.com. Get signed up and help feed some homeless animals. You're listening to...
4: ninety
1: 97.7
4: 97.7
1: and we're back and it's time for what you might consider the climax of this episode if you will <sighs> because it's time for the nuts and bolts PDGA memberships yeah
0: can't we live with them can't, can't live, without live without them
1: <laughs> That's what they say. (laughs) This is a appropriate timing for this topic obviously we, we've all agreed you know it's the start of the season now is the time are you going to renew are mm-hmm. you not going to re- renew your PDGA membership we're going to cover things that if you've had a PDJ membership uh, over the years you probably have thought about or, or considered at some point there's a couple hot button issues mm-hmm. that I think we're all going to get a chance to weigh in on here thank you to the listeners who submitted some really great questions to the mailbag thank you for doing that
2: guys actually Jason you brought up a couple that, that were like really great prompts for the
1: conversation
0: very relevant definitely yes. hit us with it
2: uh, Adam Marbs, he wants to know, what do you guys think about the PDGA hiding your stats when you're not current? So before we talk about, Uh
1: you know, the different stances, what does that mean to somebody who has never had a PDGA membership and doesn't, you know, let's unwrap that first.
0: So the reason for this whole podcast, I think, is because of what we had read previously from past guest of the show. Chris
1: Sprague. Chris Sprague. Sprague.
0: And he was talking about this very thing, which he's brought up several times yes. on Facebook. The issue is, doesn't matter how long you've been a PDGA member, if you are not current, which a lot of members are not, because it's early in the season and nothing is happening that is sanctioned that a lot of people are playing on. So there, there's no real reason to- renew at this moment. But if you're not current, you cannot reach any of your stats. It is all hidden behind a wall. And the only way to see how you have played is to literally go back to each tournament within the PDGA website and look to see what you've ranked and what your rating was, but they don't give you a current rating. You can't see your ratings history. You can't see your career earnings. You can't see your first place wins. You can't see any of that until you renew. And Mm. so uh, that's what Marbs is referring to. And that's what Chris Sprague is very upset about because his argument is I've paid for that. I've paid for these stats. I was a member. Why can I not access them now? Sure. So And there are a lot of non-renewed former players, former pros, former <coughs> famous disc golfers that have no access to their statistics because they're not current members because maybe some have passed or they're just not playing anymore mm-hmm. or you know anything like that. You can't see any of their stats and it's a huge bummer. And so that it's a real concern.
1: I think the the point about people who have passed away or who just are not able to play the game anymore, not being able to see their stats or for us as fans of that player to not be able to see it, mm-hmm. sure that sucks. Especially if they've paid into it for years and years and years. So mm-hmm. I think there's a, a there's a really valid point there. I feel like you could be the devil's advocate here because you you were saying we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. You kind of get it.
3: I think of it more in the sense of like a subscription. And if you are not buying into that constantly, you are not getting access to that content, whether you've paid for it or not. If I I don't I can't get Netflix forever if I just buy one month or buy 12 Mm -hmm. months. I still have to continue to buy into it. Mm -hmm. I understand Chris's argument that I did pay for it. Why can't I access it? Mm -hmm. But I am a little bit more of the mindset of 50 bucks a year is cheap and we should be all in on believing in our governing body if that is the thing that makes our rounds real. We have to be supportive of the concept. Am I always supportive of all the things that they do? Not every time. Sure. But- if we are not being supportive of it, and that is the thing that legitimizes our rounds, then what are we doing? I mean, yeah. we just have to kind of buy into it. I just I don't get, a, I don't get the argument.
0: Yeah, I think there's a middle ground. You can be expired and you can have a non-current PDGA membership, and you should still be able to see your rating. That number should be... transparent. It's not that difficult. And I think the rating and I think career earnings you can see depending on uh, what you've done, but yeah, it's just a few things like that. And like ratings history, what is the benefit of hiding that until you renew? Right, right, yeah. and so th- there was another argument uh, that, and I don't want to get too political or go crazy down this rabbit hole, but there are a lot of members on either side of the debate about the transgender issues mm-hmm. that are not renewing PDGA memberships because right. they—that's their form of protest against mm-hmm. the decisions that have or have not been made, and to have all of their stuff hidden—it's kind of a bummer. You know, like mm-hmm. let let people see the ratings that they've earned. What's the harm in that? I mean, I would
2: yeah. I would liken it to like, although this doesn't exist anymore, is like a magazine subscription. That's like you had a magazine subscription for a year, you didn't renew it for the next year, and then so someone from that company to came take all the and back. takes all the magazines back because <laughs> you didn't renew for the next year. Sure. Like right. that's how that feels to me. It's take something from me that I could have, yep. not something that i have that I've already you like, have purchased and right. and you've paid yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely see that side of the argument. Yeah, there's,
3: but- a, there's a middle ground with the rating thing. We yeah. recently had made some switches to like our league at the shop where we're using the 900 mark yep. as whether or not you're playing uppers or lowers, Mm -hmm. and it's a switch and new thing as of this year. And uh, there's a few players that haven't renewed their memberships and they're like, well, I don't really know what my rating is. And it's it's not really helping us out too much. Right. Where, you know, just having that number alone would kind of be like the middle ground to going, okay, well, at least we'll give you this.
0: It was, Mm -hmm. I mean, this isn't the argument to make for it, but it was a minor annoyance when we did... The uh, GJTS TDTC yes last year and drafted players before that we all had to go and research all the players and if they didn't have a rating you had to go back and like search through tournaments until you found them mm-hmm. and saw what they had last played and what their rated rounds were and maybe you missed a few and maybe you only caught the first couple that they played when they were terrible and now they're really good or vice versa mm. there's no way for us to tell and there's no way for us to draft those players based on those out of date ratings so that was a huge bummer too yeah when we could have just clicked on their name and saw the rating and then be done with it you know why not why why be so opaque about it It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me
1: on the topic of there being a middle ground where you get, you continue to get access to your past stats, but you don't get the future things.
0: Yeah.
1: What are you getting? Okay. What are the future things that you are not getting by not renewing? And how do we feel about what you're getting for that 50 bucks every year?
0: So this was another thing that I talked to Mike Rapika, our state coordinator, about, and he uh, showed me the membership benefits page. I read through it, and there were a few things that I didn't even realize were a benefit of uh, being a member of the PDGA. Obviously, you get a rating, and you get the chance to play sanctioned rounds, and you make disc golf legitimate.
1: Hold on, because you can play a sanctioned round without having a PDGA membership. It's just a $10 fee.
0: Correct. Correct. So they will keep track of your rating, but you don't actually get a rating and you don't get access to any of that until you pay a membership fee. So you can play a sanctioned round, but it means zero to you until you become a member. Sure. And then you pay $10 more on top of the event fees. So- The early argument for me was, oh, well, you should just be a member because if you play five events, then you've paid for the membership.
1: Are you going to play five events this year that are sanctioned?
0: No, but I'm going to- He won't play two. Right.
1: No, I'm in the same. Like, best case scenario, I'll get to play two- tournaments this year three maybe sure i don't care what the rating is i don't even need to see my stats right i'm not going to get my money's worth on saving ten dollars per event so i want to play in those events especially the really cool ones am i getting my 50 bucks worth in other ways from not if i'm not playing you know five events Mm -hmm. am i getting 50 bucks worth out of my membership
0: here is the abbreviated list from the membership benefits page um you don't have to pay the extra 10 dollars sanctioning fee so take that for what it's worth you get lifetime player ratings which we just discussed you don't until you're current all the time but Mm -hmm. if you're current you continue to get lifetime player ratings one big one which we have not utilized and Uh, apparently it's going to be a large thing is live event support. So there will be live support from the PDGA. If for any reason, tournament directors or anybody organizing a sanctioned event has an issue, they can chat or call the PDGA and someone will be available to work through the issue. Like maybe, you know, clash a couple of years ago when Mm -hmm. we had some issues with what do we do with the, the weather and postponing right, right. and all that, maybe that would have been uh, a benefit to us uh, and then to the players. But does right. does
1: that mean that, that a player can't communicate with you if they're not a member and they have an issue during the event? Surely it helps you as the TD be able to solve things. But if I'm playing in the event, mm-hmm. I paid the ten dollar fee because mm-hmm. I'm not a PDJ yeah. member. Mm-hmm. Will I not be able to communicate with you on this on this platform during an event?
0: No, this is more for tournament directors, but okay, okay. your $50 membership fee helps, helps to fund sure, got that. this live support, which will trickle down to benefit everyone. Hypothetically, I have yet to see it work, but I'm going to guess that it works. I don't know. We'll see how that goes.
1: I like that point. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, value
0: there. Um, the digital scorecard and the digital rule book and the course directory that they have is actually pretty great. disk obviously trumps it if you're not playing a sanction round and when they do elite events and all that stuff and they use disk with all the stats, it's phenomenal. But for the regular events that we do, PDGA, digital scoring, did that start last year? Two years ago. Two years ago, whatever with it was. Since yeah. it's come out, it's been great. So that is another benefit that you get from your $50 is not always a tangible, I get something back. Yes. And that right. has to be- it can't always be a thing you hold. That right? has to yeah. be realized. So when you're listening to this, try and understand that what you're getting is sometimes intangible, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Half off your Disc Golf Network subscription, which- That's pretty good. A ton of us get, which is a huge value. How yeah. many
3: events are they are they doing this? I don't know, but they're like doubling 35? up for some
0: weekends. They're doing two events per weekend. a ton. Yeah.
3: I think 35 is the number. If
0: it is, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And how much is it for the year anyway? I so it's that's think like,
1: it was five bucks a month. I don't know if right. it still has that cost. For, okay. For-
0: well, whatever it is, that's at least half of your membership, if not more. Sure. If you're going to subscribe to that anyway. If not, then ignore that, right? But yeah. there's also free Disc Golf Network events for some tournaments. I know they did some final round coverage and some whole tournaments that you can log into and see. So that's another thing. That's okay. cool. It's yeah. it's not phenomenal, but it's great. It all adds up. Disc golfer magazine, take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. It's quarterly. It's something they have to pay for. It gets funded through the members. So that's... They have to pay for They have to do a magazine
1: in 2023 when all the information in the magazines are on social media and the internet sooner than it is in yeah. a magazine. Yeah. And I- the, ma- the magazine is just booty to me.
3: I will say that there's probably a larger number of people out there than you'd think that are stoked on it because they've been probably. getting it for 30 years probably. or however long they've been mm-hmm. doing it. And if that was taken away, like that is something that they treasure, like Fair. Sure. You know. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody is in 32.
0: Yeah. Yes, you make a great point. And, well, and that's... Or whether you like it or you don't, that is part of your is, fees. It is. Right. Okay. That's fair. that's part of what you get for what you pay for, I think right? it
1: annoys me, especially because I, one of my gripes is that I, I wish it felt more like the PDA PDJ was thinking more about my generation. And it feels like a lot of what they're still doing is like the old boys kind of protecting what they know and what they mm-hmm. like and what they think people want. Oh, there's a right. ton of that. Like, and you're so. right. It still is speaking to a, a big portion of the disc golf community. Yeah. There's just like, for me at my age and for all of us, I think we look at disk as doing things that are like, that's what we, that's what the sport mm-hmm. needs right now. Right. Yeah. But you make a valid point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is, it's neither here nor there. <clears throat> you get it, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And you, ha- you pay for it. Insurance for the events is something that is not always considered by players. Uh, for TDs, uh, when we sanction event, the PDGA insures the event. So in the case that somebody falls and breaks their ankle or, you know, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. Something were to happen during the event that was catastrophic to the point where it would cost a ton of money. There is insurance for that, that is included in those, Mm -hmm. Um, which again is intangible to the player. You're never going to think about that until something happens. And so that is a really valid uh, use of the tournament or of your membership fees. Uh, That's one thing that, if we had to worry about that, that would be a huge undertaking. Yeah, why would right? you run an event if you <clears throat> might so, get
2: yeah. crippled financially? Yes, from somebody absolutely. So who who is that protecting? I'm the player. I pay my 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I twist my ankle at a sanctioned event. Mm-hmm. Are my medical bills being covered or... Are you protected as the tournament director? If I say this was your tournament, I'm going to sue you, Ryan Fancher.
1: I believe it's both. And there's also the there's also the course, like the the whoever's hosting the event, they're going to require you. To have some kind of event insurance so that right. they don't get sued if Correct. somebody gets hurt because, on their property. Uh,
3: yeah. You know, like when we do Shannon Classic, mm-hmm. I have to put the Shanahan Park District as also insured through that policy. It, so a-
2: everybody is protected by that insurance.
1: Essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lo- it's like million dollar insurance. It's like a very I mean, comprehensive.
0: Another thing is that the PDGA uh, funds a lot of grants for youth programs in disc golf, which again is not something that we see and will probably forever take for granted because it's not tangible. To us, but they do a lot of outreach for youth. I don't know if it's enough, or it should be more, or how it's handled. That is a completely separate and probably valid question. But well, also it is something so they you're
3: do. The one doing it, how right. dare we judge?
0: Right, totally. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that
3: is that is a, a big undertaking for them to be a part of, and the things that they push and promote. It's totally. Yeah, I can I can
1: talk about that a little bit from the Chicago perspective because. Uh, the guys at Hyde Park Disc Golf, they applied for a PDGA grant so that they can put discs in kids' hands. Yeah, we have kids in the inner city that have Frisbees in their hands because the PDGA, you know, had this grant. And if you're not looking for that stuff and if that stuff isn't on your priority list to see the sport growing and reaching people who didn't have access to it before, sure, I could see that. You know, flying under your radar. But that is, that's like one of the coolest things that PDGA is doing right now, I think, mm-hmm. is trying to get discs into the hands of people who otherwise may not.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the last thing is, and a lot of people joke about this, but why would you not take advantage of it if you're out and traveling for disc golf is discounts on things like hotels and rental cars. Oh. There's even a discount at Office, uh, what, is, what do they call it now? Office Depot. And you're like, why Office Depot? How much card stock? Do we go through in a year? Good amount. Right? Writing scorecards and player cards and all that stuff and all of the posters and all of the signage that we put out for all the tournaments, that could be a little chunk. So Mm -hmm. if you save 10 or 15 bucks on your rental car, if you save 10 or 20 bucks on a couple nights at a hotel and you watch Disc Golf Network-
3: It is more than paid for. It's paid for. So
0: it's 50 bucks. It's two discs at the shop- that you were going to yeah. buy, like, how could you not pay fifty bucks? Yeah. So
1: do you you get a membership every year, even if you're not going to play events?
0: Sure, I, I have TDs to because we, we have are. To. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, Fair. we are yeah. event coordinators. Yeah.
0: So but, that's the other
3: gripe for me too is that as a TD, I have to. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I kind of look at it like, how dare you, player X, gripe when? We're the ones putting in the work to have this legitimized round for you. (laughs) And you're saying that 50 bucks is too much or wah, wah, wah. I don't have my whatever. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's goofy to me. And I, again, I just want to believe in the greater good of it. Yeah. I want to believe totally. that all of these things matter, and yeah. we need to buy into it.
0: As long as you don't hold a stance and and are boycotting the PDGA for some crazy reason, like the transgender reason or mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Chris Sprague, sure. I I can't believe they're not releasing. If you're not doing that, and you're just not getting a membership, get your poop in a group.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Come I I'll, I'll admit I was on the side of considering not renewing this year mostly because i know i'm not going to play any events and i have as somebody who used to work in publishing long s- since held the belief that why do i want to pay for this subscription to a magazine that i throw away every month do you get a disc when you first sign up to P- be a pdj member like it's there's a tangible thing and i think a lot of people place a lot of value on that tangible thing mm-hmm. you don't get it after every year you renew that's Correct. not part of it anymore mm mm-hmm. But the, the way I was looking at it before we really unearthed all the things that that money goes to is my $10 discount for tournaments that I may not play, a magazine I'm not going to read, little aluminum keychain tags that say what year you became a member. And I was like, what else am I getting? Those are all things I don't care about. I also held the belief that I need to support the governing body because if we want the sport to keep being legitimate and mean something, right. then you have to. I, w- I was very on the fence about it. But now that we've uncovered all the things they're actually doing with that money, I think the only way you could still be on the side of it's not worth the 50 bucks is if you are mostly concerned with the tangible things and or maybe a little ignorant about what, what what you're not aware of what actually you're getting. Right. And I think there's a lot of people out there that, that fall into that camp, me being one to an extent. Mm-hmm. People need to take the time. If you're really upset about it, take the time to look into it
2: before you right. just throw your hands up and yeah how readily fit. available is that information that you listed from the PDGA That's a great
0: point. When you go to sign in there's a link for the member yeah. benefits page that you can go to <laughs> okay. um I had I think I had seen it but just kind of glossed over it before but then read a little bit more into it there are some additional links that you can go to to yeah. read further into each of the benefits if yeah. you'd like to uh, it's there it's I mean, not easy that. to navigate though. It's very no, much like a government website. That, yeah.
3: that That's, I think the flip side to the coin of the conversation is that, okay, if I'm going to be in a position myself as a TD and as a promoter of the PDGA and legitimize disc golf and telling people, and we do this on a pretty regular basis at the shop where people come in to play a flex mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't have a membership. And I go, you want to get one right now? Um, you got a debit card? Yeah. All right. I'll do it. We do that. Many Mm -hmm. times a month. Mm -hmm. So, um, if we are, if I'm going to be that guy in that situation, we need to talk about changing the experience through the website and bringing it kind of up to speed Mm -hmm. with how people are used to having those types of things. Mm -hmm. They're they're missing the mark with. It not being closer to how social media looks, our profiles, quote unquote, should be more like a profile. Mm -hmm. It should be something that I get to put my little twist on how I experience this thing so that when people go to my page, they can go... Oh, I'm a big fan of Discmania, or I'm an ambassador of X. And you know, I, I have done all these events. And this was one of the things when we were having the conversation with Mike over the weekend that I said to him was that I'm on board with you saying it costs 50 bucks. Okay. But make it cooler. You guys are capable of making it cooler without that cost going up.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, you can raise the bar with zero money involved. Right. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So I really wish that they would start to kind of look at the way people are are utilizing social medias, right? How many disc golfers do we know that are going, I don't use Facebook? Tons. I'm too old to have an Instagram. TikTok, no way. So how are we going to then go, okay, we see the problem. We're not, we don't have a network for these people, but we want them to be in constant conversation about this thing. Mm-hmm. Take that as an opportunity to... Take pdga.com to the social media level, even though there's that stigma of we hate this and it's dying and it's whatever. Sure. There still needs to ba- be a way to make it yours, mm-hmm. to, to make that $50 feel like it is worth something through the experience of the constant
0: connection with going to said site. Go to any website that you are familiar with and go to there's something. Faketaxi.com. Yeah. -hmm. There's uh, something called the Wayback Machine. If you've ever seen that, the Wayback Machine will take you back to websites as they were in whatever year, month, day you want to see them. Go back to 2010, 11, 12, and look at like the Home Depot website right for oh, instance, right. cuz I'm on there all example. the time cuz I yeah. can't stop buying tools. Uh, if you went back to 2010 and looked at the Home Depot website, you would laugh yourself to death at how outdated it looked like. Yeah. But you don't notice those changes. They've updated them as we went, mm-hmm. right? Now go back to the PDGA site. I
1: was just going to It
0: looks you. the same. Yeah. Hey, what do you know? They've done nothing. Yeah. They may have done a lot of back end Mm -hmm. I'm sure they did with the app and, you know, the. Yeah, they're doing some cool
3: things that are helping for sure. But the
0: actual look and feel and design of that website has remained. And it is, it's time for a change. It's time for more and better.
3: And just a minute ago, Sheila pointed out something, a discussion that we had had with Paul McAllister, legend Paul McAllister of uh, J Town fame, the, the godfather, really. The last sanctioned round he did was in 1986. And we know that because that man has bought a PDGA membership every year since. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hasn't played. So, I mean, think about that, you know, as someone, somebody that I definitely look up to and I wouldn't be where I'm at doing what we're doing, even sitting here at a microphone. Sure. Mm-hmm. If not for that guy putting masking tape on trees in Rockdale 40 years ago.
0: And cutting the spark plug wires of motorcycle gangs. Right. That were infringing on the parks. Right. No joke. Yes. Stories. So, I mean,
3: if anything, like I look at that and go like, this dude believes I have to believe. It's like oddly, weirdly, like a religious almost belief that the greater good is something we all have to get in on. And if anything is going to push us to the next level, whether you want it or not, the PDGAs, the DGPTs, you know, these things that we have to support, we have to support them. That's how we're going to get there.
2: And for those of you that are like me, when you hear numbers like that and you wanna do the math and figure out how much money he spent since its last it's over twenty two thousand dollars.
3: I bet what? you know what I $2, bet he I, I wonder oh, if like, he doesn't what? have <laughs> like, fifty
2: dollars a month.
3: No 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 No, fifty dollars a year. No no, no. Oh,
2: I did I thought it was per month. No, no, no. Never mind he may have yeah, the yeah.
3: all time membership now that I'm thinking about it. So because no? the
4: PDGA contacted him and said, Do you realize how much money did yes. we did
3: okay, we did okay, he went into that detail. All right, so he doesn't have it, he just continues eighteen hundred and fifty dollars. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So you can buy, a, buy a, still. a
2: house
0: payment. Yeah. 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 Is it right. two thousand? You can buy a lifetime buy a membership a lifetime for two thousand dollars and then never right. have to renew. It's right. automatically renewed. Mm.
1: That's yeah. a risky move, though, because you don't know what they're gonna be like in five years, ten years. Yeah, sure. Sure.
0: But again, that's the belief in the system, right? Yeah. But Rather than in church, going and putting your ten or twenty bucks in the bowl as it passes by, and never knowing coupon, yeah, right, (laughs) and never knowing where that twenty is going to go and what it's going to fund once it disappears, you get it back in the form of some coupons and a disc golf magazine. You like it or you don't, you get it. You know, disc golf network stuff, right?
3: Nerd out about my keychain. Sure, they're ten feet away. They're over there. You can see them from where you're sitting. Every year, that I, I get have mine them in the mail, all on I the throw same it Straight thing. in the trash. Oh, I keep mine. I got all I'm mine. super proud. Yeah. They're all in order mm-hmm. on the same keychain.
0: Chris mm-hmm. has not opened any of his magazines. They're all still in the plastic.
3: Wow, that's cool. Which who? I mean, in 40 years, man, uh, not even from like a value and right. oh, I could sell them. But now like, I feel like a dick. That's
0: <laughs> cool. You know, no, what? I'll, I'll, I'll. They're not good. You're no. you're on yeah, the right track. I, I the magazines are piss poor.
1: I yeah. will. <laughs> humble myself I think is maybe the right expression here I am a child about the magazine because once upon a time when I worked in publishing I saw the PDJ was hiring for a marketing manager and I applied for that job and I'd like hinged my reason why I would be a good person for that because I was like I work in publishing the magazine's terrible there's so much opportunity for growth here and I did not get to the neck I didn't get to the final round of interviews. Mm-hmm. So I was like, come on this yeah. magazine. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, could
3: definitely in the magazine because I do a, a flip through or two when I get it. Before I put it into the recycling bin, yeah. uh, I don't keep them. The content that is in there could be less dated in the sense that we're reading about tournaments that are four tournaments ago, yeah, last quarter. So yeah. doesn't totally irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I you do deep dives, do some interview stuff, do do some more more deep divey type yeah. of stuff. They and, do instead one of stats big from interview tournaments that were yeah. three stops ago.
0: It's a lot of prodigy ads and stats from tournaments that were f- three months ago. And, the the you know, point
1: of who who would you say is keeping the magazines? That's actually crispy, a, yeah. Yeah. that's a cool idea to me because we've talked about how the sport is, uh, the culture is still evolving all the time. And yeah. uh, 20, 30 years from now, be the guy who has all the magazines from When back, it's cool again. That when they're be, like, paper, bro,
3: this is the sickest part.
1: That's kind of, yeah. That's you know like what the, I mean?
3: Yeah, people are watching VHS tapes now, and like they're yeah. dope. I've got me
1: and Liz, you and know? I started collecting records mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, I never had records growing up, but I'm just like, it's cool. I just like having the art from the albums, and right. now I'm I'm realizing the folly of throwing away all those magazines. That would mm. be something to hang nah. out to. Maybe not all of them, but a few. Yeah, like, I'll oh. start saving a few.
0: Something to consider. The idea is great. The content needs to be updated
3: the great thing about it is that we are seeing changes in Mm -hmm. this era now the last three years we are seeing the biggest thing that we needed was that app the app is fantastic Mm -hmm. so many people still don't have it it is the pdga live app not just the pdga app because there is an older one it is the live app that's how we use Mm -hmm. it's the quick access to uh, live scoring It's got all the rules there. We've covered it in the podcast before. It's fantastic. If you don't have it, please. And you know
0: what else is great is when it rolled out at the beginning, there were some things that were obvious that we were calling out, like, why do they not have A, B, and C? And they were quick to add those things. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't I warn all of the players of an incoming storm through the app? Or a beehive. Right. Or a hornet's nest. And guess what you can do now? And it didn't take that long for them to say, oh shit, yes, this is something we need and Mm -hmm. update those. And Mm -hmm. so they are working on Mm -hmm. areas of it.
3: I wonder if they have worked on one of the things we talked about this past season was like the all stop of scoring. Mm Mm-hmm. In the case that there is a thunderstorm and we have a thirty-minute delay or more, that we can just go hit the red button no and more you scores. cannot score it anymore, so yeah. that nobody yeah. progresses through the because round. Because
0: the MA fifties are like, screw we, this, we're, we're gonna play anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it. through this. Come yeah, on. you
3: guys had a, a, a you know, yeah. so a people. horn blow. Like yeah. they didn't hear it. They're and old. they
0: did. They just wanted to play through it so they could yeah. get back to their cars. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead. on the subject of things that are getting better. Uh, there were some updates that just came out for specifically related to tournament directors. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are really tapped into that. Obviously you pretty much run more events than anybody. Can you give us and the listeners an idea of what those new updates look like and, we can kind of chop that up.
0: Yeah, before uh, we do, I wish that they would actually send those out instead of just putting them on the website and yeah, letting people figure them out as they yeah. see them.
3: When they came to to our attention when we were talking with Mike last weekend, yeah, we had no idea, no. and he was like, "Oh, you don't know about that?" And I'm like. How would I know? Okay. okay. <laughs> you need to this tell is, me this like This is I, bugging
2: me. Yeah, Why is the sport so bottlenecked by these like old school gatekeepers? Why is why is that happening? At this point they've built their careers
1: at this organization. Too too many changes too fast could l- Like, render them...
3: I mean, that's obviously valid, but also... That's just, like, a
1: human thing. I don't
3: think... Just, you know, you could relate it to uh, people applying to run Worlds. I don't think that there's a long list around the block to fulfill these positions. Sure. I think I don't think that that's happening. Everybody has an opinion, Mm -hmm. but I don't think anybody's willing to go, you know what, I'm gonna put in the time that Andrew Sweeten has put into the PDGA or the Krupikas or the state coordinators who have been doing this job. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly there is a system to bring new people in and new blood. And when it happens, great, I'm sure it's a passing of a baton, but I don't think that there's a long list of people that they're going, no, 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 you can't because it's my position. Yeah, These people are locked in because they're the ones that
0: are willing to do it. And mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, they're the ones that spearheaded the entire position they're in. Right. So they're the only ones that have the knowledge to be able to-
3: They're the
2: first generation of that yeah. specific Absolutely. position yeah. that yeah. they're in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And
0: I, okay. you got to look at it like politics. Look at every politician is, you know, the average age is like 68 years old. It's the same thing. It's It's human nature mm. to want to protect the position you're in because that's what you've built. So- I don't think it's weird. I think it has to change, just like anything that mm-hmm. we we see. But uh, it's just going to take time. And I don't think it's a fault of Mike Rapica or any of the other guys. They posted it on the website just thinking that everyone is going yeah. to flock to that and see and understand. It, and that's not yeah. how it works. It, right. can't,
3: it can't just be a change on the site and it can't just be an email brief. It's got to be a whole marketing plan for them to hit social media and hit the ground running and going, you know, putting out these, you know, YouTube shorts or reels or whatever they need to be
0: doing mm-hmm. to really yeah. Yeah. At home because not only this are they out there, right? Not only are they not giving us the information, but when you read it, it's it's a tough read, yeah. Like, yeah. It, a lot of it makes sense on the fourth read, you know. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, why why are they saying it like this? You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. dumb it down, it can be clearer, right? Sure. Yeah, uh, make it more clear. And post it up and let people understand. And not just tournament directors. All the players. It's for everyone. When
3: we were talking about the stuff to talk about within the episode, I had to email Mike Rupika and go, hey, can you send me a link to the thing that you were talking about the other day? Because I can't find it. And as I'm Googling this stuff, I'm getting conversations from 2005 archive shit. Mm -hmm. That's that's like, why would that if I'm searching this stuff and and adding 2023 PDga rule changes yeah, yeah. I mean this stuff needs to be coming up when we're searching yes. for it and yeah. it's so it difficult to find yeah even when you know thank God for the app I mean but even before the app you know I'm I'm, I'm in the heat of the tournament and looking up rules in a book and I, in a book or on a site that's outdated and the stuff's scratched out and
1: and you get two or three unique. people around you to be like does it mean this yeah or do they mean this yeah-hmm
3: mm-hmm. The gray area, the constant gray area. Yeah. So I didn't.
2: I, you were going to get into some specifics. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. yeah so, doing.
3: so one of the things that Mike had specifically brought up uh, this past weekend was the fact that there was a, a change in that TDs can now pay themselves up to the player fee based on the tier of the event, and I will explain. So,
1: i so are I'm just dreaming about diving. Okay. Into pool so let of me give you right some now. quick that numbers. That okay. that
3: So A tier, it's four bucks per player. That's the PDGA sanctioning fee. Once the TD pays the 50 bucks to sanction the event, then per player in the financial part of the TD mm-hmm. report, it is four bucks per player from their sign up that has to cover that cost. $4 per player at an A tier, $3 per player, B tier, yeah. two bucks for a C tier. Oh, I see what you're saying. So yes. now yeah. the new rule is that at a C tier, as a TD, I can... I'm, forced to pay that two bucks from their signup, but I can also go, okay, you get two bucks. Now I get two bucks. As a TD, I can pay myself. So this is something that is new in 2023. He brought it up kind of sarcastically and was like, let's see how this goes because human beings, like we're going to have people that are going to do it correctly. And you know, if they have fees and they've got things, they have overhead, they're going to pay themselves and that's, they should. They should right? because they you should.
1: lose money on any tournament you did right, right? dotted all the I's, cross all the T's. Mm-hmm.
3: Lowercase
1: J's. You probably lost money on mm-hmm. that tournament.
3: Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to run a shitty event because there's no vetting process. Right. And you're still going to give yourself $2 per player, walk away, and everybody's going to go, man, this this event was shit.
1: Yeah. I like that the survival of the fittest aspect of that is like yeah. people, the TDs who are running good events- and paying themselves out of it, I don't think players are going to mm. care. They're going to be mm-hmm. like, I go play these events because they're awesome. And I trust that that person or that group of people is going to give me a great experience. If they pay themselves a couple bucks, great.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, let's say uh, we run an A tier. There's generally four of us right? that run the A tier, Sheila, Sean, myself, and Doc. And we run an A tier and we take the maximum amount out, which would be $4 a four player. Bucks, yeah. So, And we will get 200 players let's say, we will net 800 bucks after all the fees, after all of the player packs are deducted, after all of the uh, funny money, after all the purses are given out, after right. all the costs. Right. That's $200 per person. And I've spent three weeks mm-hmm. prepping for this. I'm still paying myself $1.50 an hour maybe. Right. To put it in perspective, if we pay ourselves the maximum amount, we're still not making anything this is not going to make anybody a yeah. billion dollars yeah.
3: right yeah no one's no one's retiring no one's quitting their job and becoming a full-time TD
0: correct but what it will do is help give a
1: little something to the people who are putting in the love and the work to mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. good events and like not paying out of pocket for the privilege to run an event totally. for everybody yeah sure.
3: at least if you're doing it right you shouldn't be in the first place right right totally mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you're doing it right Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be happening.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I just don't want this to become a thing where players are actively seeking out who is paying themselves and that that yes. become another protest against the PDGA or, 100% will happen. you know,
3: yeah, 100% will happen, I, I don't think
0: sure. generally the players that we get at our event and we're not planning on doing that in the first place, right. um, by the way. I hope the players that we usually attract, which are generally in, incredible um, I can't imagine any one of them saying no. You shouldn't get paid for what you do, right, right? Right. But I can see some tournament directors getting a huge amount of flack. Like you took three bucks from me, from everybody for, for that? this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. For this shit show, and yeah. the
0: flames right would be thirty feet right. high, and it would be over. Right. For that, so TV. I think like so. what
3: Alex was saying earlier. I think this is will help the players mm-hmm. go. Oh. I This is a little, the vision is clearer now, and now I am no longer going to play the events from X shitty TD. Yep. Sure. Hopefully. I mean, there's
1: a bunch of reasons why that's already going to be happening, because any given weekend, there is not, you have more than one option of a tournament to play pretty much any Mm -hmm. weekend.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe that will also weed out some of, and I don't think this happens often, but there is a possibility that a tournament director can fudge the numbers. And end up profiting quite a bit. You know, you can oh, buy yeah. a five dollar t shirt and tell the tur- uh, you know the financials in the back end that it was ten dollars, that it was twenty dollars, yeah, for a player pack, mm-hmm. and you end up netting fifteen bucks a player pack, right? Right, and and you can recoup those costs. And there's a way to do that. And I, maybe yeah. that'll vet that out. I don't know if that actually happens, but um, I could see a lot of shady tournament directors fudging, you know, the money. I, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Hopefully it becomes more transparent and all the players realize that there is a way to do that and that they look more closely at where the money is going.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, But speaking of a bunch of tournaments that you have to choose from, another change is the- The radius. The radius uh, between tournaments. So C tiers, there was never, uh, it was always zero miles. So- You could have two C tiers right next to each other. The distance between two C tiers was always uh, negligible. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. But when it came to a B tier or higher, there was a certain mileage that you had to have away from another B tier.
1: You cannot, if somebody's running a B tier this weekend, you Mm -hmm. cannot also run a B tier unless you are 50 miles away Mm -hmm. at least. So 50
0: miles away was a thing and now it's 25 miles. If I recall from that graph that I was getting... Okay. Yeah. Let me look before we do that. Which
1: means that there could be more events of the same caliber closer to closer each other, together.
3: which is good. I think which
1: it's is good. what we've been asking for. Events are yeah. filling up. Like, Let's double so, check it before we
0: So I have it right here. It is all the changes are in red, obviously all my listeners can see. Yeah. Uh all the changes in red that I have right here, obviously you can all look at it. You can hear the um, red. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but the ones that I'm going to list have been changed. So Between a B and a C tier, I think was 50 miles, and now it's 25 miles. Between two B tiers, I think was 100 miles. It might have been 75, but now it's 50. So, in general, they've they've been shrinking everything down. Between uh, two A tiers was like 500 miles, and now Mm -hmm. it's 200 miles. I could be, I can't remember exactly what it was, but. They've lessened the radius in which, yeah, yeah, the distance between, because there's so many competing tournaments now, you just have to give, yeah, you have to give more options to more TDs to run events.
1: They've made events more accessible to players, essentially.
0: Yeah, more accessible to players and easier for tournament directors and also the state coordinators. Mike Krpka every year at the end of each year setting up the the schedule for the next year it's it's a nightmare for him yeah he has to reach out to every single TD yeah. and figure out who can run what and hey you can't do I it am- on this date you got to do yeah. it no. I don't envy that position at as all
3: lenient as possible when it comes to that that yeah. time of year when he's like hey I'm like whatever you need yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely whatever you need to do just yeah. do it and that will be the outcome yeah and so and thank you yeah well, thank you and so much. thank you so much for doing this right.
0: And so he's got more leniency also to be able to schedule that and fudge the numbers to be able to get everybody's tournaments in, which is great.
3: Another thing that I brought up to him while we were having this conversation was, uh, you know, flexes, we're doing a shit ton of which are great people love them because we can make them so cheap and it's great it's a great way for us to fundraise we build a huge ace pot so there's a lot of money on the line there's no
0: schedule there's no schedule Mm -hmm. show up
3: whenever you want you can play with the homies that we create a d tier or f tier for those things where it's like not even on the radar i don't have to get that approved from him Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can just run a sanction flex and it doesn't matter if Steve Ratchin is running a smooth series at Highland mm-hmm. because he's already full. So hopefully that is one of the next things that gets added to, Mm -hmm. you know, as they continue to shrink this, this distance thing that, you know, we can run flexes when all the C tiers in Chicagoland are full that weekend.
0: I wonder if flexes in general are gaining popularity or if it's just because we've been doing them. I wonder if it's a trend. I think it's
3: regional. I think from what I've read, it's pretty regional down in Texas. They do them a bunch. Um, uh, Heinold has always uh, done a ton around Ledgestone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And... You know, we ran it that first time, whatever it was, you know, a couple year and a half or early 2021 when I one of those first had the idea to like, okay, let's try this flex thing. I think we could do it pretty cheap. So, but we have been, mm. I mean, two times already this year, we've run back-to-back flexes. They've been fantastic fundraisers for us. All of the, those funds just go back to the concepts we're doing throughout the year. So mm-hmm. it's it's great. Hopefully they, uh I'd like to see a new tier for those.
1: It seems like the, the logical path, especially knowing that TDs can start paying themselves. I don't think that's going to decelerate the number of events we're going to see. So we're only Mm going to see more events. And
3: and also I I said to him, you know, really start considering anything above a flex, right? Like the flex can be the new C tier and C tiers are the new B tiers. And that let's make everybody be PDGA current. Like this Mm -hmm. should just be a stand. Like the flexes can be the introduction where you can come and check it out. And it's (laughs) chill and you play with your friends, but the C tier and up it's mandatory Mm -hmm. PDGA membership. Yeah. Should be.
0: We don't see enough non-members at C-Tiers to make it an issue anyway. There's generally a handful, yeah, handful. maybe at most, but yeah, yeah. Make, them, make them sign up.
1: Okay, that's that's a lot. Now let's look ahead a little bit. I think, Jason, yeah. you said there's another great question in the mailbag. Yeah,
2: yeah. From uh, Jorge Pina. He wants to know, has disc golf as a sport outgrown the PDGA? I think that's a good point to finish mm-hmm. this out. Um. Yeah.
0: It is certainly getting there. It is getting to the point where... The dam is going to break, I think, if the PDGA doesn't grow with the sport like UDISC has been growing with the sport.
1: Number one organization I was going to bring up.
0: Yeah, UDISC has mushroomed as the sport has grown, maybe just slightly behind seeing the growth, but the PDGA has just really got to get their poop in a group. I mean, why
2: it, are those two separate bodies?
3: It's, it's funny.
2: Why Again, I they... keep
3: referencing this when we were talking with Mike, before? But you that answer, was one of the things. Go ahead. Is
2: UDISC part of the PDGA
1: membership no. anymore? It no. was at one point.
3: And it was one of the things that I brought up to him was that, you know, when are we going to see, you know, disc golf scene is owned by the PDGA. When are we going to see, Disc golf scene, U Disc and PDGA, all as one entity. Good lord, yeah. That is this thing that legitimizes our sport. God, be and great. immediately he was like, "Oh, that won't happen."
1: Won't it though, or something like it?
3: Well, I, I, you know, as we're seeing the live scoring app, you know, I, I could see more PDGA trying to catch up to U Disc and then mm-hmm. being separate than. Uh, it becoming part of the. I machine. wonder
0: if that is, that was ever a discussion in UDisc is like, oh no 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 no, you're not holding us back from what we need to do. Yeah, maybe you know,
3: because they are light years apart. Mm-hmm. They really are. Sure, for now,
1: but to bring things yeah. back to AI, mm-hmm. uh, AI can program stuff now. Like programmers who were once like, my job is safe forever. Now there is AI doing basic programming, and like right. that's going to ramp up. Right. So an organization like the PDGA. Who may not be able to have afforded the kind of programming talent that U Disk has, mm-hmm. they can get a, a yeah. computer to do it. Until <laughs> until our, that
3: entity, that U Disk entity, is is giving that legitimacy to the players, that I can visually see mm-hmm. it. It's not even a conversation because the PDGA sanctioning is what totally turns that knob. We've run many unsanctioned events. It's a totally different vibe. It's it's okay. This is for realsies now, you know. And I don't. See that happening with anything else? Casual rounds, people just playing disc golf and using U-disc? It's sep- it's separate. Mm-hmm. It's separate. The PDGA sanctioning is what legitimizes it until something else comes along. I don't think that the sport has outgrown the PDGA.
0: It's almost like holding them hostage. You're holding the sport hostage by giving it the thing that it absolutely needs to function mm-hmm. but not helping it along. Yeah. You know. So But they yeah, they
1: can't they can't evolve everything all at once. It's bits and pieces every year. Like anybody else, really. It's a big ship that can't just turn quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Over uh, time. They'll probably become more nimble over time, I would hope. And Ian Yelton had a really good question that kind of hits on that note. Does, uh, hold on. He's got red hair. Are we really going <laughs>
2: to Are we really going to let this guy's
1: question And out? he moved to
3: North Carolina from our area. Yeah. His dare question you. doesn't Invalid.
2: have red hair and is on Go Facebook and that's this, not state specific. That's a soulless so question. Yeah, I think we're good. Go on. Does the PDGA need to think about additional value and benefits for its members? And I think the answer is yes, Definitely. right? Yeah. Yes. But what would think, that be? So, but yes. Like what we what talked about Oklahoma? earlier. I yeah. think
3: that the the experience in itself would be worth the fifty bucks mm-hmm. if it was way cooler to have a PDGA profile.
2: Mm-hmm. It should be like MySpace, right? One hundred percent. I can't. I, I'm not on it, obviously, but I cannot believe it's not. I cannot believe that. Like one hundred percent. Click on Ryan Bancher and see all the shit you're into. And comment on his. Com- hey man, yeah, I see you're like, signed
3: up for this. Yo, that's that sick. Should, I'm signed up too. Yes, we and should link there's
2: up. An Incubus song playing on his
3: profile. right? Exactly. Like, yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. 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 He's got, Shut the, up, he's got Better than, than watching Gala and,
1: bending
2: yeah. silver spoons. Yes.
1: <laughs> Who would be uh, the Tom that's uh, the PDGA Tom who's friends with Pete. everybody? Pete. Yeah. Pete. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I want this so bad. Man. Yeah. Come on.
2: And I'm hunched over with kind of looking, yeah. looking back at <laughs> the camera <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. A whiteboard with a little yeah. UD logo on the yeah, whiteboard. of course Bring back MySpace.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. That'd be yeah. sick.
3: That's what it needs. It's yeah. 100% what it should be. Videos, and it just needs to be social. And I
2: think that's a wrap on the... Nuts and bolts, right? That's a wrap on the nuts and bolts. Yeah, sick.
3: That was a good combo. Did you speaking yeah.
2: of wraps on nuts? Did you guys know anybody when you were younger that thought that you had to tuck your testicles into your condom when you put it on? No, no. no? Yeah, just me neither you, man. Just all you. right. Anyway, moving yeah, on. Just you. <laughs> did you ever try that? No, no. But there was uh, a time that there but was a discussion. You did, did he had, he a, had a once. really good friend of him that told did him, did. him all about it, yeah, it yeah, and yeah. how difficult. In it college, was. there was a discussion once about it's balls too, Yeah, it's too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It cracks me up. Uh, wow. But nonetheless. That's,
1: this is why I love that it's called the nuts and bolts. Look, yeah. at, look yeah. at the natural. Well, look what it did. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah, what it great. did. Now that the now we put a wrap on that segment. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And uh, I think that means it's time for the mailbag.
2: Does that mean that it's
3: mail time? Mail time. Mail time. Mail.
2: Jason Callahan, take us into the mailbag. Kevin Woodworth is going to give us our first question in the mailbag. Mm. He wants to know, do any of you unsponsored throwers bag any MVP, Axiom, or Streamline? Are you more willing to experiment with any of the, quote, Simon effect? And Sean, are you seeing an increase in sales in traffic in the MVP aisle?
3: No, no, yes. Next question.
2: All right, fair enough.
1: Wait, MVP is the James Conrad?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: so I throw MVP. Hey, boomer. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar
3: with
1: uh, MVP? It's interesting for how much of my life revolves around disc golf (laughs) and how little I know about it. (laughs) Uh, I do putt with nomads as of last year. Love them. And I throw – I got a couple of the James Conrad NBs in my bag that I really love for my approach shots. Yeah, that's a, that's the only two discs.
3: Um,
0: I did you have something, Ray? I was just going to say because of the new artwork and some of the new colors and stamps that just came out, I bought a couple because I'm a sucker for the artwork. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit what the disc does.
2: Who released the disc with the oxolotl on it?
0: That is it's the new Simon is a new Simon it's
2: Simon, Simon yeah. Effect disc. Okay, all right. Because yeah. man, being in charge of our Instagram, it is. All I see on there, mm-hmm. on all the accounts yep. I follow. Mm-hmm. That
3: is the Eclipse Hex. Yeah. So it okay. is their glow plastic. Their glow right. plastic is called Eclipse. i mm-hmm.
2: ton, ton of it on
3: Instagram.
4: Tell them about your idea that you came up with James.
2: He
3: couldn't sleep because the glow was too bright. From, his, from his plastic? Oh, so, so yes, 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 wow. yes, yes. So he had his hex in his room. Big Jim. Big Big Jim, Big Jim Heath. Shout out to Big Jim Heath. Okay. Uh, had his hex, his, had his disc golf bag in his room, and the glow on it was so bright. And they're known, their Eclipse 2.0 plastic is the best yeah. in the market, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, he says, dude, it was so bright, I couldn't sleep. And I said, so did it have you tossing and turning? Ooh. And then I was like, that is a million dollar marketing campaign mm-hmm. that <laughs> they are sleeping on that I need to just copyright. Toss and if, turn with the, the new the MVP. Commercial. Tossing oh, and turning with Eclipse 2.0. Mm-hmm. Let's make a commercial on. and then we'll just throw it on social. MVP, make it
1: happen. And then tag them and be like, "Right, what's up? Where's the what's check? Up? What's up? All right, next so, question. Uh, but getting back to getting the original to question. Yes, not next uh, question.
3: Huge spike in MVP sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of my ambassadorship with this mania, I love working with all these different companies for different reasons. MVP is I, the real MVP. Is kind of the real MVP far and away kind of do it a little bit better than other brands. Mm. They do a lot of uh pre-order stuff. That's what they did with the uh uh Simon disc, the hex. And uh they they kill it. So I their electron plastic, their their baseline electron, I don't know if you that's what your nomads are. Yep. Phenomenal really plastic. Really good. Phenomenal yep, yep. plastic. Mm-hmm. So thing. I Love them as a brand. They're killing it. Them them picking up Simon was the it was the thing they had to do, and they did. It's phenomenal. It's nice. it's great.
2: Next question was submitted uh, via our Instagram. It was from Joseph Bennick. He is at Joey Three put on Instagram. He wants to know. Would you rather fight one Jeremy Collings sized Emerson Keith <laughs> or ten Emerson Keith sized Jeremy Collings?
0: Oh, that's adorable. I think we'd oh. hug it out before we fought if it was a giant Emerson Keith. Ten but Jeremy, if-
1: Co- ten Emerson Keith sized Jeremy Collings makes me yes. think of like when those videos of like a swarm of puppies like tackling a little kid. Correct, and you're just like, oh, this is. This is so cute.
3: Because I also have the Napoleon complex. I know uh-huh. that Emerson does too. Okay. So if he was six, whatever, like. Scary. You know, that I don't oh, no. that.
1: Nah. That's a great question. So I'm,
3: I'm going to take on 10 small germs before one big Emerson. No doubt. Little germ. <laughs> 10 little germs. 10 little germs. <laughs>
2: Uh, all right, this next question came to us uh, through email. Via okay. email. It was uh, Cameron Paul who sent it. He said, I was wondering, with the big drop from MVP and Discraft this month, on the 3rd, where do you think it ranks all-time on disc drops?
3: It was up there. Well, let me give a little bit of a backstory, and this really pertains to all dealers. So, like I was saying about MVP and them doing all of the pre-orders, they started making them didn't anticipate the influx of the orders, could only do partial fulfillments on the pre orders. So mm-hmm. everybody was getting 40% of what they ordered and everybody
0: was selling out. So, how could they not have anticipated that? That's, cr- I know. Maybe they
3: did even. Like, could it, you imagine? Like, it yeah. was that massive mm-hmm. until we see the numbers, which who knows if we ever will. Yeah. Uh, maybe they did. And it even exceeded those. Yeah. That's possible. So it was huge. The only time that I've ever, you know, I don't have a top 5, but it is up there with like the first four claw, Macbeth stuff, your Sexton Firebirds, your Paul stuff and that. Like is mm-hmm. that's where the 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 bar is currently at. Nothing else has even really touched it. Clo- definitely top top 3 without a doubt. All
2: right. Next question, uh, we're going to get one from Steve Ratchin. It's relevant to the episode. I know him. Uh, what did you view as the most important reason to have a PDGA membership when you were first playing and have those views changed? Yes. So I think we can go around the table. <laughs> first was I wanted to get my
1: $50 worth of, I knew I was going to play five tournaments. I didn't care about stats. I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted to save. I knew I was going to play more than five tournaments. That's going to save me the money. Done decision. My thoughts have changed. Obviously, now I barely play and I'm much more in it for the greater good. I bought a PDG membership for the last couple of years knowing I was never going to play that many tournaments, but figured, got to support the organization. Mm-hmm. Even though I had my beef, I was still like, I got to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. When I signed up, I don't think I even considered that I was going to get anything. It was like I moved to this area and everybody was playing and they're like, oh, you need this. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. And that's how I signed up. Peer pressure. Yeah. And then I got a disc in the mail and a magazine. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And never considered what the benefits were other than I got a disc and a magazine. And now I can play tournaments. Was okay. the
2: disc that you got like a super exclusive thing or something you could just go and find it as exclusive? It just stays as well. I
0: don't remember what mine was now. The
1: mold didn't matter. It was the fact that it was like
3: stamped PDGA yeah. disc. It's, like, right. it's, okay. it's okay. special. Yeah, it's special. Okay. Yeah. They, they yeah. do a pretty good job with that. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: that's good. Yeah. When I signed uh, Nora up for her PDGA membership, they sent her a couple of discs, and it had a really great stamp on it. And we we ended up dying them and making it, you know, a, a big deal for her. Sure. Even though she's kind of too young to understand, but it was a it was cool. It was yeah. very cool. That's so great. even if that was just the experience she got for fifty bucks, it was worth mm-hmm. it to me.
3: Uh, for me, it was like just a oh, this is a thing that you do. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I'm in. Like it, 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 what? I never looked at it. Like, am I getting fifty dollars worth mm-hmm. of anything? It was. Right. This is how I legitimize my stance in these things I'm going to be participating in. It's a pride thing. Yeah. Immediately, you could tell that. As soon as you bring up, that's the funny thing is that we hear a lot of these gripes, especially these days. But as soon as you bring it up on socials or in person, people immediately like, oh. You're a six-digit. I'm a five-digit. Oh, you're five. I'm four. Like I've been doing this so long, so it was more that to you me. You thought it was about more that, like-, like as a
1: first-time PDGA member buyer. Yeah, that's that. That makes you.
0: 10 times cooler to me.
3: Uh, to me, right away, it was like, okay, a respect thing. Like, this is yeah. a cool thing, not, oh, yeah. not a value thing. I didn't know thing.
0: until I signed up, and then they were like, oh, what's your number? And I was like, oh, it's this. And yeah. they are like, oh, okay, yeah, well, I'm a, you know, and I've been, do- yeah, yeah, same thing.
3: I saw everybody else that, you know, was playing tournaments, had these, oh, have to have it, don't care, where do I sign? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I've also always to dive a little bit deeper was like, I feel like they sometimes they're not charging enough. Because if they were charged more, they could do more.
0: So, Wow, that was a flamboyant point to this guy. <laughs> I wish the listeners could yeah. have seen that.
1: Jason, uh, is there ever uh, a shot that you'll buy a PDGA membership even though
0: you do not play? Uh, you know... Here's the here's the thing. You could buy it one year and uh, never buy it again, and you will retain that, that number. And that, that number. number is yours. They don't yeah. recycle it. Yeah. Ever.
2: So I did have that question earlier, and I didn't I didn't think to ask it. When you don't renew for a year or two years, when you decide to renew, is it just turns everything back on? You're yeah. Not, you don't have, have to re- so reset or anything. Yeah.
0: I signed Nora up. I tried <clears throat> to get. Because my number is 55576. Five, I tried to get 155576, five, mm-hmm. like 100,000 more. And I tried to time it, but people are signing up so quickly now that I couldn't exactly time it, right? So I got 155574. Five, so I was oh, too oh, so close. So close. So close. Because you can't tell. You just had to try and time yeah. it. What is it? Yeah. At, it's over
1: 200 now, right? Yeah, it's 240 We're like,
0: something. 246.
1: 250,000. But
0: I signed her up years ago now, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and I haven't renewed. Because, obviously, she's seven. She's not playing right. right now. But when she eventually does renew, she'll, she will retain that number. Yeah. That's
2: great. It'll be her number forever. That's very cool. Yeah. So you will? Because of this conversation, I am seeing the value in the $50 hmm. per this conversation. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You're yeah. a nice guy. You guys, you guys sold me on it. One more question. We got one from sure. shoot Clayton Bialphys. Oh. Cool. Hmm. Friend of the show. Uh, a very show. particular yeah. friend of the yeah. show. <laughs> one of the- God, too far, so <laughs> Too hard-y. Uh, This one is directed towards Sean. He oh. wants to know, what are your thoughts on a tasteful elevated basket with or without elongated poles? And would you consider one for
3: Deli? Don't like them. Gimmicky. Don't like yeah. them. They look gross. They play gross. I don't like them.
4: Did he edit his question? Because I feel like earlier it said particularly and. On- Six
3: e. I oh yeah, yeah. I think that's one that he and I have talked about too. Oh my god, specifically oh, I that, that would five. drive me crazy. I, like hole yeah. nine at uh, Eagle Ridge, I I just don't I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. What
2: I mean, what it's just become the fact that you think it's gimmicky is that it? it's, it's, it's just,
3: it it looks Feels gross. It just looks weird. It doesn't play well. Like you How could high be up two is feet it? out and hitting the bullseye on any other yeah, basket it's so height. Annoying you're dropping in and you have scored because you threw well Mm -hmm. there. You're doing like a weird, like throw up to nine feet in the air. There's a couple
0: steps up and you still, once you're on those platform steps, you still have to reach up and get your disc. It's, it's pretty high. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I Over like
3: baskets to be elevated if uh, they can be based on the terrain, but I don't just like a. So I've seen baskets sticking out of
2: trees and, and stuff like that.
3: Or is that. That can like, be done. A, yeah, that can be done right. Yeah. That can be done right. Okay. But like just having it in the air to have it in the air, not a fan.
0: The, the ones yeah. that they do on tour that are like head height with the platforms underneath them mm-hmm. on great. the holes that are not particularly hmm. uh difficult i think that's kind of neat yeah. because they're not obnoxiously high right
3: and it's also amazing ad space
0: which is probably why they do that absolutely yeah tastefully done i can see it but generally mm.
2: yeah all right next question
1: you just you said you have to edit it because you said last question on the last question oh did i
2: It doesn't matter. Just you can edit it. fix it in post. Sure. No problem. Next question is from Jeff Chappelle. He wants to know, do you think the PDGA should require members to vote on issues that the board of directors will eventually vote on in the following year as part of their membership renewal?
0: I don't think there's a way for them to require players, members to vote, but putting a vote out would, why would you not gather that intel? I, I think especially that be
2: considering right
0: if the if the board of directors there, and every a way to connect everybody if, yeah. if they're going to vote on changes themselves why not see what the players Our stats as are well, right? first before yeah. you if, do if that
3: twenty five percent of people are saying X probably something you need to talk about
0: yeah I correct. mean
3: they did a survey when they were talking about the trans players mm-hmm. uh, situation so that I wasn't
0: mean, that wasn't put on by the PDGA but the PDGA distributed it right right Right. and and that caused a lot of controversy but my god um more something like that more things like that i don't see why you wouldn't why wouldn't you if you had the ability to but that's another one of those things that they are just way behind at i just don't think the board of directors the powers that be you know the the executive positions in the pdga that's not something they would even consider. Like it, It's not even on their radar.
2: Maybe. We don't but know. But that goes back to that thing that I said earlier, that the sport is bottlenecked by sure. a bunch of gatekeepers that yeah. are just like, yeah. well, no, we'll make the decisions. It's like, no. Like... Yeah. You're not growing the sport if you're totally. not involving everybody in that wants yeah. to play the sport. Yeah. All right. Official last question in the mailbag. And it's short and sweet. And it's from Patrick Hinsdale. And he says, I'm proud of my five-digit PGGA member number. Is that lame? And I think we can all agree. Yeah. Right. That is not Correct. lame. Not lame. That's awesome.
3: No,
0: it's not lame. It's cool. Super proud. Yeah.
2: And that is a wrap.
1: On the mailbag. That was a meaty mailbag. It was. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners, for submitting all those questions. We got some in the email inbox, which we like to see. Ryan mm-hmm. set that up for a Very reason. cool. Yep. Thank you for using that. And mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. any questions you drop on social media, appreciate it, of course. Mm-hmm. But I like when they come in, in the email because no one sees it ahead of time. It's like right. that's a chance for... It's a
0: secret. Yeah, it's a gem.
1: It's a genuine surprise.
2: So keep doing that. Thank you to those who did it. Or you could just not... Click on the comments and read the comments in the Facebook post.
0: Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or Alex can just hide them and then we can keep them for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's true. And then people wouldn't know when there's no questions.
0: Right. We could just make them up.
1: That is a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, now I can't stop thinking. About Clayton specific- Biosis has a question. Yeah. Specific, <laughs> specific people we want to mess with. Wait a them, second. Yes. Make them ask yeah. ridiculous questions. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're doing that. That's, that's too good. <laughs> some of you are
2: on the, the target list
1: already. Oh,
0: yeah. Chopping block. Mm-hmm.
2: Occasionally we stumble on
1: artificial a gem.
0: intelligence.
2: Next uh, episode, I'll ask AI some questions. Oh, we'll Ooh, will chat oh. G yeah, yeah. That's Five. a good idea. We'll get involved. Can we get a guest, like an AI guest?
1: And oh like God. throw questions to the to the AI during oh, the episode. My yeah. Hell yes, we
2: can. Yeah. The answer's yes. Yeah.
0: I we, don't want to do it. We should have had Max yes. just typing that shit Yeah. Too late.
3: AI guest.
2: Did you see the, the, the
1: Seinfeld AI thing? I'm sure you've seen it on Reddit. It was terrible. Yeah, they had to take it down. Yeah. So they it. basically programmed an AI to animate and create a never ending episode of Seinfeld all day, every day. It was it just literally ran. looked like episode, like all the scenes you see in a Seinfeld episode. They're in the apartment. There's Jerry on stage. And it's all just continuously creating the dialogue that feels like you are watching a Seinfeld episode. And they had to shut it down recently because the Seinfeld uh, AI stand-up started telling, like, really offensive jokes. Like, <laughs> super inappropriate like jokes.
3: anti-women, anti... Yeah. yeah but like- fine for 1996. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Totally appropriate yeah. for that. Yeah. Anyways... Uh, we've come full circle the guys uh, listeners thank you for joining us for uh, the premiere of the season we're really fired up about it we got 17 more of these to do Mm -hmm. Uh, we will have a break middle midway through the season Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah we'll keep trying to bring you guys cool interesting content have some laughs cool guests Uh, Sheila has just been killing it on the producer side of the show so we got a lot of cool stuff in the pike coming down the pike that's the expression Coming oh, down yeah. the pipe, dude. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That's, that's Jason's brand. You're yeah, not supposed to yeah. react to that. Uh, and by the way, listeners, if you didn't hear Ryan's doing, that <laughs> so is good. the deuce. She's <laughs> dropping <laughs> the deuce. Dropping the deuce. The deuce. deuce. Yep. Sound soundbite. Anyways, thanks again, guys. Uh, stay tuned for uh, the next episode. Until then, keep it on the fairway. Mm-hmm.
3: See ya. Latris on the Menji. Thanks for listening. Peace.
2: Unstable Discourse is produced by Sheila Callaghan. Edited by Ryan Fancher. Beats provided by Alex Seminary. And produced in association with Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Look good, feel good, play good.
0: Unstable Discourse is a Top Secret Studios production, baby. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge.